Meow, meow, meow. Woof, woof, woof. Here is Adam in his rescue. Hey guys, it's uh, Adam here from the podcast. I have a not-for-profit dog rescue based in Chicago. So if you're ever out here and uh, you're looking for a dog, check out Midwest Canine Connection at www.midwestcanineconnection.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. Woof, 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 dogs. Welcome to movie three of Reboots and Dragons, the movie where we reboot movies using D&D. Today we're going to try something different. We actually have another DM, so I created this thing always intending to pass it off. So today we have Adam Hynos with us to DM. How are you doing, Adam? Uh, nervous as fuck. <laughs> yeah, this is your first time DMing, right? Yeah, I've never done this before. Yeah? How do you feel about it? you think confident you got this? Uh, I think so. I think the movie is going to be uh, a lot of fun. So Yeah, I'm sure these uh, the rest of these assholes will probably pick up the slack for you. So also with us today, we have Nick Prince. <laughs> I am Nick Prince. Yeah, now Nick, I've been playing with him for years. He's actually the one who got me into D&D in the first place. But this is the first time you've been on this show. Have you actually got a chance to listen to it much? or I listened to the first episode and a half. <laughs> Sweet. So that's the kind of uh, background knowledge we really want for these kind of podcasts. But like I said, you're the one who got me into this in the first place. So uh, thanks for coming on. I've been wanting to have him on since episode one. So I'm glad you're finally here. I'm also super excited to have our first fan. Hello. <laughs> this is Amanda. Amanda contacted me after the first uh, episode. and was like, I really enjoyed this. And then, you know, I was like, do you want to be on? Yeah, why not? <laughs> so uh, you you said you've only played a couple times, but yeah, I I was with a meetup group for a while that mm-hmm. was doing uh, Water Deep, I think it was, and that was my first experience into D anD D. But I've listened to a lot of real play podcasts, and I've enjoyed yours, and I'm happy to be here and excited to play with you guys. <laughs> Thank you. And this really goes into what I'm trying to do with this podcast that I'm trying to bring it in. I'm trying to like. You know, if you're really uh, if you're really nice to me, I might let you on my podcast someday, listener. Uh, also with us today is our returning guest, Tyler Conrad here, who's already guessed the movie. Now, again, again, I'm sorry. He pre-guessed I'm sorry. on the Speed episode, and he once again already guessed again. Adam gave me precisely two hints. Um, uh, my character would be best friends with uh, uh, Nick's. And also that religion would be a factor. And my first guess covered both of those things, but was wrong. What was my your sec- first guess then? Uh, Dark Saints. Oh, oh yeah. that would have been a good one. Oh, that's what I was saying. Yeah, was. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, bad news, it's not Boondock Saints. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Do you guys have uh, any idea of what you think it might be? Or you want to make a pre-guess? I've heard zero uh, any like hints or anything, so I got nothing. Nothing? I have an idea, but I'm bad at movies, so I'm not going to say anything. No, okay. no, no, shit. Do I would do really it, like do it, it to I be did. dogma? Ah, <laughs> fucking shit! I know. This is uh, game over. Uh, so, um, so what? What I really have to figure out a way. Like, 
I know for a fact my next movie, there's no way someone's going to guess it because I'm going to obscure as fuck. But I had a feeling some somehow people were going to guess it. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to put this out here. That was me uh, high fiving Amanda because she was for inspiration. But I got my buddy Christ. Uh, right here. Buddy Jesus. <laughs> oh my God, he has a buddy Jesus. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he has a, yep. a light to illuminate his buddy Jesus. So that's figure. for inspiration. We got some uh, buddy Jesus out on the table, and yeah, we already. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do about that, but I guarantee you, no one's guessing my next movie because it's obscure as fuck. Awesome. Um, I. I... We'll figure it out. Well, the, the, I have I have two things that I know that are going to help with this. Number one, I'm making a web page that is just going to be a standardized create a character thing, and then we're not going to say shit after that. So if there's just a standardized page and we're not telling people things about the movie, it's going to be harder to guess. But anyways, at this point, I'm going to turn it over to the actual DM of this and let him go. Adam, how you doing? I'm going to try to wing this. Um, <laughs> so basically, um, so Tyler, since you guessed the movie first, um, as you guys know, if you've listened to any previous episodes, whoever guesses the movie gets a special item. This item that Tyler, that you're going to get is a deodorizing spray. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. Oh, so make sure you write that in your inventory. I'm, I'm doing that now. I actually like uh, Nick's idea of making an axe uh, deodorant because it kind of makes sense. Thing? It's it, excellent. It could be, yeah, it could be. It, it kind of makes sense. I with don't D&D. think axe was around back when Dogma came. I mean, out. I don't think aerosol oh, cans correct. existed in the D universe, but I'll allow it. Yeah. Um. Uh. What's that ozone deodorizer stuff? I, I, that that's what I'd like to rep rather than Axe. Oh, uh, PVC or some PVC? No, whatever. Uh, it's, no. It's, it's a type of piping as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so it, yeah, that's, it's Lysol. It's it's, it's Lysol. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, chlorofluorocarbons. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. That was useless information. <laughs> so, I'm gonna cut that out. Don't worry about it. Metachlorines. <laughs> Metachlorines. <laughs> All right, so uh, if you guys are ready, Amanda, your midi- midichlorians are off the charts. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the wrong movie then. <laughs> it might come up in the future. You never know. Um, all right, so with that, we're going to start the intro. So the story opens on the coast of New Jersey, on the boardwalk of Asbury Park, to be precise. An old man is seemingly enjoying the breeze and the splendor of the ocean in front of him. As he looks on, three particularly trashy-looking kids on gliding boots appear behind him, each holding hockey sticks. They then rush the old man and proceed to beat him. The screen goes black. Cut to Red Bank, New Jersey. In front of a Catholic church, there seems to be a large crowd gathered. A church leader is speaking about renewing the image for the church. He reveals a new, fresh look for Jesus Christ. He calls it Buddy Christ. He then goes on to talk about a papal sanction that will allow all that pass through its doors a morally clean slate. It is called a plenary... plenary... Man, Cody, I hate you. Planer? Plenary. For the record. It is a plenary indulgence. (laughs) Yeah, but he did. I I, I added this in there. I told him it would be great later. I put it a bomb in there because I called it a plenary plenary indulgence because we're going to cross. What's happening here is if they cross through these doors, they are going to a different plane. And in that plane of uh, Elysium, uh, that's where 
their followers will absolve it's them their of their heaven. sins. Yeah, it's their yeah. basic their heaven. So yeah. like they're crossing over into a heaven and coming back out the doors. So they're actually going through as opposed to the real movie, they're actually going to a different plane of yeah, existence. Th- yeah, this is Dungeons and Dragons. All yeah. it would take is like a level eight like cleric and a level eight wizard to just like come to the store and be like yeah, you can walk to Elysium. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah, so this uh, Cardinal Glick, he's a level 8 or, paladin. Or, 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 oh, geez, higher higher level than that. But whatever. Yeah, he's... <laughs> that, that, that's good for Glick. So, uh, so basically, like, it's an unprecedented approach that is supposed to be used to bring people back to the church. However, this starts the wheels on some unsavory characters who will want to use this for their own nefarious reasons. Cut to... McHenry, Illinois. Calliope, you are in a church listening to your elder perform his weekly ritual and service. At the closing of the ritual, he mentions that there's a collection plate going around to help a homeless man that was beaten on a pier and is now hooked up to life support, as well as a call to help protest the ongoing murder of what are called goppers in the world. Cody will explain what a gopper is. You didn't need to say that part. <laughs> no, I know. So, anyways, in this world, there is a thing called uh, gopper fruit, and gopper fruit is one of the most delicious foods you'll ever eat. People love it, but it's very popular, partially because it tastes good, but it also kind of gives a momentary feeling of a euphoria when you eat it. But the problem is, if you eat raw gopper fruit. There's a 25% chance that these things called gops will grow out of uh, your body. They're a parasite. They uh, they grow for about nine months. Then they come out and they're these really cute little things that are called gops that are just these little creatures that for, live for about 10 years and people just love them. They're like really cute. But then they start getting a little ugly and then they kind of fall apart and turn into a plant that regrows the goppers. They're a fae character, very my- mystical in some religions worship them and uh in this world uh christianity also feels very strongly about them and so people constantly they don't want a parasite growing off of them the matter of fact like if you're doing that you uh if, if you have one of them growing on you you have to roll a con save every day or else you're having a level of exhaustion so people constantly try to cut them off of their body, but if you do that, they die. So these religions are trying to stop that. Thank you, Cody. So in the pews, a tiefling paladin that was listening intently stands up and leaves and starts thinking about the service that was just performed by her elder. All right, Amanda, now you can give us your character backstory. So Calliope is a feral tiefling. So she's got... A little bit more of sort of the social anxiety or separation from the the regular normal people in the world than a regular tiefling would. Um, but in that, she's also found, you know, the church. And that's where she's sort of grown up. And, you know, her parents taught her about it. But at a certain point, the church that she grew up in kicked her out saying that there were parts of who she was as a tiefling that didn't align with the doctrine of that church. And so she's sort of out there trying to find her own uh, her own place um, in terms of what she looks like. Um, she's got sort of like a normal, almost normal 
like a white color of skin, just like a regular human would, except it's got kind of an olive or a lilac or purple hue to it. Uh, she's got solid black eyes and long, really shiny, always kind of looks a little wet, wavy hair. Cool. Thanks, Amanda. Now, after your church event, you arrive home and lay down to rest. In the middle of the night, you're woken suddenly by a burst of flame and you nearly knock over your full chamber pot and you hear... He's going to keep repeating himself. What do you do? Well, I already know who he is, so I'm going to ask him, what are you doing here? (laughs) He's still on fire, and he's still saying he's the Metatron. Okay, I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Does that stop him? Okay, so he comes, and the flames disappear, and you see... An old man, it kind of looks like Alan Rickman. He's got uh, a suit jacket on and some jeans and a black shirt. And he goes, I am the voice. Oh, fuck. How is, how is I going to? Oh, oh, if you want to do an uh, impersonation, just say <clears throat> Mr. Potter a couple times. Yeah. Go Mr. Potter. Mr. Potter. Uh, see, yeah, that's how it is. Alan Rickman so. has a very serious, dark tone like this. All right, all right, all right. Yes, that, okay. I am the voice of God. Regular people can't hear the voice of God without their heads exploding. We went through five atoms before we realized that. And then the Metatron snaps his fingers and transports you to a local gnome restaurant and hides his wings. Am I still in my night clothes? Uh, Like, did I change when I got home or am I in my regular? uh, I mean, it's up to you. All right. I'm going to say that I'm in whatever I was wearing when I was at the church. Okay. Then the Metatron goes, Mr. Potter, <laughs> you are charged with a holy crusade to stop a couple of angels from entering and thus negating all existence. Back in the old days, God was vengeful and hot-tempered, and his wrath was bore by the angel of death named Loki. When Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, that was Loki. When the waters wiped out everything with the exception of Noah and his menagerie, that was Loki. And he was good at what he did. But one day, he refused to bear God's wrath any longer. Loki and Bartleby got drunk after killing all the firstborns in Egypt. And Bartleby convinced Loki that killing in the name of God is hypocrisy. And convinced him to cast his sword down and give God the finger. And then the Metatron takes a shot of fire root whiskey, which is a popular gnome drink, and spits it back out. After that happened, God threw them out of paradise and also immediately forbid all angels from imbibing alcohol. Hence all the spitting. Now, somebody's clued them in to a loophole in Catholic dogma that would allow them to re-enter heaven. If they get in, they will have reversed God's decree. Now listen up, because this is very important. Existence in all its form and splendor functions solely on one principle. God is infallible. To prove God wrong would undo reality and everything that is. Up would become down, black would become white, existence would become nothingness. In essence, if they are allowed to enter that church, they'll unmake the world. 
Should you choose to go on this quest, you won't be alone. You'll have help in the form of prophets, although they don't know they are right now. One of them is a feline character who's very good with magic. The other, well, he's an interesting fellow, dresses in aquamarine, and thinks he's a wrestler. But they will assist you, and everything should go well. And with that, the Metatron snaps his fingers, and uh, Calliope, you will find yourself waking up in bed, and it's morning time. In the morning, you had plans to meet up with your cleric friend at the infirmary on Something Street and another avenue. Now, for our listeners, that's canon. That's uh, what we 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 how we describe uh, directions. At, at this point, uh, so a year ago when we did this. It wasn't figured out, but I'm not sure you guys know that this is something Street Studios, but we're recording right now. This is an official record of my recorded studio, something Street Studios. Yes, the name of our, our recording studio is based on one of Cody's goofs from the Speed episodes. <laughs> I fucked up. Yeah, you live on a street that is awesome for D&D names. Yeah, but we also want to leave this house, and I want this name to come with me. <laughs> Just right. change a couple letters. So, you arrive at the clinic with your friend already inside. As you try to make your way in, you are blocked by a slew of protesters that are against the removal of the GOPs. Across from the infirmary, two of our players are sitting and enjoying a meal while watching the protest happen. Tyler and Nick, you guys can introduce yourselves. Tyler, you can go first. Jiria is a uh, tabaxi sorceress um, with... uh, She's a storm sorceress. So there is specifically a tortoise shell cat, um, black with orange streaks, but the fur is always slightly off because of a kind of uh, electricity. (laughs) Uh, She's wearing a kind of a full body robe in a a wine, red wine color. All right, Nick. I'm uh, Al Fish Tanks, wearing aquamarine headband. A leather aquamarine vest, nothing underneath, <laughs> and black leather pants. I'm a half orc. I come from the order of the folding chair, and I'm just here to <laughs> drop some power bombs. Awesome. Jiria and Al, you guys are at a restaurant called Movies. Now, <laughs> what they sell is gobber fruit. And they have a golden minotaur as their symbol. Cody? So the thing about gobber fruit is if you cook it, it uh, actually will prevent you from having these things grow off you. But people have a problem with it that if you cook it, it's, it's just not the same. You know, so what uh, movies did is they realized that people were like willing to take the risk that like I will eat this raw gobber fruit in order to have. You know, I mean, it just tastes better. I mean, it just it's just a little, it just feels a little bit better. I mean, you, you could cook it, but it's worth the risk because you know you could just cut those little gobs off. And uh, yeah, so movies is a chain that uh, came out of a minotaur that uh, this, this Minotaur realized that 
there was a market there, and he got really good PR. He they made a bunch of golden statues of this Minotaur and franchised. As well, you know that I'm not eating any of that Gopper fruit. I'm on a high carb, high protein. Yeah, diet. you can eat whatever you want, but that's what they did. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 yeah. Cut away without saying that we just went to the next scene. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I think the jury is having they, a chicken sandwich. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah. And not that she does not occasionally partake in the gubber fruit, but that sounds you know, like you, an involved experience. Oh, you're a kitty cat, and I'm a fish tank. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry about can, that. Can, canonically, can, they're best friends. Canonically, she occasionally bats it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you guys are uh, just chilling at the restaurant, having a few drinks, and, uh, you know, eating. So uh, what, what are yeah. you guys eating? What are you guys doing? I'll sit in there with a giant pile of, like, pasta and, like... A half a chicken on it, and he's just like getting on it. Okay. Uh, Julia has a chicken sandwich and fries. Yeah, see, I just don't understand why you're just eating a sandwich and like just not carbo loading the right way. I, I'm not planning on having as high protein of a day as you, Al. It's fine. Well, how are you supposed to just go up there and just bust some skulls? I, I I support you in your skull busting efforts, but I am not uh, not my way of handling problems, you know. So time goes by for a while, and um, it's getting a little dark outside. And you guys look out the window, and you notice a tiefling uh, leaving the infirmary. And in the shadows, three figures begin approaching her in a threatening way. What do you do? Jiria starts batting excitedly at Al's shoulder. <laughs> Al shoves the entire chicken in his mouth and chews. We should probably look after that. Looks pretty dangerous. Yes. All right. The three figures get closer and closer to uh, the tiefling. Who are you? What do you want? Uh, they jump you, and everybody roll initiative. So, uh, the the three trashy-looking kids on gliding boots uh, jump out and attack Calliope, and the first one goes to hit you with his stick, and that's a seven. On your no. Reason. And he misses. <laughs> Swing and a miss. I bet you could have guessed that one. <laughs> Next up is Jiria. Um, Jiria sprints across the street using feline agility, the tabaxi racial that lets you double your move speed, uh, but you don't get this ability back until you don't move in a turn. Um, Wow, that's nice. So So you were about 50 feet from the infirmary. uh, Which is where the fight is going down? Yes. Um, Yeah, she sprints to... Actually, I guess she doesn't need to use that ability. She just moves like 30 feet into range to have a a good line of sight to them. And... uh, Collapse and uh, electricity sparks from both palms towards two of these demons. Uh, she casts Witch Bolt with the metamagic Twinned Spell. They do have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. That's going to suck, but that's fine. We'll see. We'll see how well they roll. Uh, this one is going to be. Oh no! I make a ranged spell attack, so they do not get that. Uh, this is me aiming lightning bolts at them. So I will need to aim it at both of them. Uh, my spell attack bonus is plus six. 
So it does, oh, that's not gonna, uh, nine probably does not hit their their AC, but um, eight, no, it doesn't. 18 probably does. Yes, it does. So one of them. Um, okay, do a roll for. Uh, one of them takes nine points of lightning damage. Okay, so uh, one of them rolled a 15 for uh, resistance. I, I, they're resistant against spell attacks. Um, they have oh, they have spell resistance. The the, 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 resistance. the feature. Yes. Okay, okay. I don't remember spell resistance rules off the top it's of half. my head. It's just ha- it's half half the damage. No spell resistance is like I need to make a caster check to overcome their resistance. They don't just get res- automatic half damage on everything and advantage I on saving no throws. Problem. They do a saving throw against your DC. This is this is a non-saving throw spell. It's a it's a ranged attack with lightning. Okay. If, if, if do they have like a spell resistance number? Okay. Then then I I, I that will work against it's other just spells. Whatever your DC is, like to that to like if it's like a fourteen or they, fifteen, they have to beat that. They don't. This spell does not include that. This spell is a ranged attack roll against their armor class. Oh, okay. It's like drop throw it. So you hit one of them then. Okay. Uh, they take nine points of lightning damage. Okay. Okay, next up is one of the Stygian triplets, and he will go and try to fork or hit you with a hockey stick uh, against Amanda. And that is a nine again. Alrighty. Uh, next up is... Another one of the triplets. That's a 17. He's going against you, Amanda. Yes. Okay. Now that is a... You get three points of damage. And as... Can I use a reaction as he's attacking me? Um, that's only if you were yeah. uh, ready in action. No, no. Uh, a, a reaction ability is. An oh, ability you have a you reaction can, ability. Can, yeah, so but, I've but, got I've got it, hellish rebuke. Okay, yeah. which should allow me. To... Yeah, you can hellish rebuke this son of a yes. bitch. But, right. but he's gonna resist the fire because he's a demon. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't matter. It still doesn't. But, it's, yeah. it's worth it. It's, 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 it's resistance worth is it. half. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it worth is. So then, if on a failed save, it's half. It would be quartered. It yes. says damage immunities, fire and poison. Oh, if it's immunity. Ah, oh, but it's yeah. not. Oh. Hell, Hellish rebuke does half fire, half shadow. Does it? Does it? Yeah, but but <laughs> but, but, but may, 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 it's a really cool ability. Maybe save it for somebody who's not immune to one of the two elements. I, eh, you can still use it if you want to. I mean, can I? Like, as mechanically, yes. Half. Well, it'll take half damage. Okay. All right. I I will need to look up Hellish Rebuke probably because I bet nobody else um, did there before me. Uh, dexterity saving throw, so they probably yeah. will have advantage on that. Oh, it it's is. A, it's, <coughs> it's a DC thirteen saving throw. It is only fire damage, and they're immune to fire. Yeah, that's what I thought. Net twenty. So. Okay. Yeah. It mm. uh, resists. Son of a bitch. Sorry. No worries. Okay. I don't know. It might, Calliope doesn't know what's going on. She's just trying yes, to... Yes, yes. So next up is Al. Fish tanks. All right, so how far are they from me? So you're about 50 feet from them. All right. I go up to my 30. How far can I throw a chicken sandwich? <laughs> uh, I'd say you can do up to 30 feet. All right, so you're going to hit them with chicken sandwich? Yeah, you disadvantage, I'd say 50 feet, so... 
Oh, I'm gonna go out in my thirty to him. Uh, Move thirty, throw the throw the chicken sandwich. Throw the chicken sandwich, yeah. But I'm aiming for like their boots. Okay, so you're trying to knock them prone. Yeah, sure. Okay, um, yeah. I'd say roll a d20 to see if you knock them prone. Uh, do, um, okay, so that's uh, eleven. Yep, you knock them prone. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, next up, uh, and I, I was uh, aiming for the one closest to her. The, f- the okay, so the fir- the stygian that attacked her. Yeah, I'm wearing prone. Okay. Uh, can I go in rage right now? Sure, you can. Cool. I'm gonna go ahead and take uh, rage right now too. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is monster number two. That's a eleven on Calliope. Uh, eleven is no. Okay. Next up is Calliope. All right. Uh, You've got two monsters that are literally, actually, all three of them are right in front of you. But uh, one's on the ground, right? And one is prone, yes. So you okay. get advantage on that shit if you want to hit them. Um, I don't have to roll. I just continue electrocuting. So I've got, uh, I've got my long sword, so I am going to... Take a strike at the one that is on the ground mm-hmm. already. You get advantage. Roll another one. Oh, nat 20. Don't need to. Never That's mind. not <laughs> what that is. That was a seven. A seven and a five. So um, seven plus. Ten. Ten to hit. Unfortunately, you miss. All right. I miss. Swing and a miss. Okay. Uh, next up in the order is monster number one. He is going to go ahead and attack you with bite. That's a 16. Yes, that is going to hit. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you take four damage for a sorceress. Okay, uh, next up in the order is Jiria. Um, I. She just advances one step forward, holding her hand out menacingly on the one that's still connected, and it automatically takes another d12 lightning damage but she can't do anything else 12 lightning damage okay uh so that was the one that you were attacking uh previously before. yes it, it, the, the 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 electricity continues to arc okay uh so that one is looking really bad uh De- n- deliberately target other ones because i'm gonna do the same thing next round <laughs> and then the spell will end and i'll have to do something else all right, next up is monster number three. That's a nine, and that's attacking um, Calliope again. Nope. All right, miss. Uh, next up is Al Fish Tanks. All right, so I'm only like 20 feet out, right? Yes. Uh, the one still on the ground that hasn't been hit, right? Yes, he is. Cool. I'm going to run up there and roll my elbow right in him. All righty. <laughs> So I'm going to pretty much just like elbow strike him on the ground. Hell nice. yeah, brother. Oh, that's a nat one. <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> you, have, you have advantage on this attack because he's prone. Oh, I do. Oh. And there's a friendly within five feet because I'm a that, which, part which, rogue. Which gives you sneak attack if you were using something I, that you could do sneak attack I with. I can't. <laughs> How about another one? Oh, my God. That's a seven. Okay. Cody, Cody, that's still yeah. appropriate. Yeah. Hey, it's still pretty. I thought, I totally thought it was a seven. So, uh, that's, that's like a, uh, uh, so that's a uh, 13. 
With him being prone. 13 uh, goes to attacker. All right, cool. Uh, so that's uh, <laughs> five points of damage. Okay, five points of damage. And then I immediately get a grapple him. Okay. So what do I roll for that? Athletics. Yeah. All right, Against cool. his athletics or acrobatics. All right, cool. And whichever. Uh, that's a 16 plus six, so I'm pretty sure. 22. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've got him grappled. All right, cool. And I'm just going to hold him on the ground. All right. <laughs> uh, so next up is monster number two, and he is currently being grappled by Al Fish Tanks. He, he so can, like, unarm strike? Or he, he can, can like, try. He can try to get out of it. He can, so he, he he can try to break free with another athletics or acrobatics. Again. Uh, so he will try to break free. Um, what is the DC? He has a strength contest. Is uh, it strength well, contest? No, it, it's, it's, he can use, it's a contest, your athletics versus his athletics or acrobatics with whichever he wants All to right, use. Right, mine's a plus six on okay. my yeah. athletics. Okay, so let's just do a contest roll then right, on cool. a d20. Yes. Oh, no. Seven. Six. Oh, six. No, ten. Ten. You beat it. Ten. All right. Four so plus he six. Is, <laughs> he is still uh, currently grappled. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, next up is Calliope. So we're in like a parking lot, right? Essentially, you're in the street parking you're, you're, lot kind of thing. You're, okay. you're, you're next to your carriage. Uh, my carriage. Yeah. You, you need to, you need to get your horse from down the street. <laughs> yeah. Is my carriage unlocked? Uh, it, you. It's essentially a wagon and a horse. Yeah, I don't think they have a door. <laughs> we were gonna door. describe that later, but yeah. Yeah. as much as a horse can. It's be in this out. scene right now, so it's kind of important. Yeah. Okay. I'm guessing it's a wagon. They probably don't have a, a lock on that. No. <laughs> the club for a fucking horse. No. <laughs> the wagon probably has a lock box in it. Maybe yeah, but like you can still tell the horse just go. Yes. <laughs> Are there? Uh, so the way that the these gentlemen with their gliding boots are arranged. Um, if I had a an area that is 10 feet on the side, can I place that in a way where it's going to affect one or two of the people who are attacking, but but not necessarily the people that are coming to help me? No, unfortunately, it's a, if it's an AOE effect... Like, Jiria is 15 feet away, but Al is An area right there. It's, it's pinning one of them. What are you trying to do exactly? I want to drop a bunch of ball bearings from my purse. Oh, you can do that. <laughs> but you will make, you will make any uh, checks for Al and yourself at disadvantage because you've well, got a bunch of Well, that's why I was asking. Like, I don't want to place it where I am, but, like, if, if there's, you know, one gentleman in front, one... I keep calling him um, um, one guy in front of me, and then somebody else is like the five foot square mm-hmm. behind him. I want to. I see what you mean. You know, like place it. I want to toss it further away, and then try and get away. Their gliding boots essentially hover, so they won't be affected. Yeah, it won't affect son them. of a bitch. That all that said, Amanda, I do want you to know, IRL, right now next to me, I do have ball bearings in my purse. <laughs> Yeah. I say just attack the dude, man. All right, all attack right. the one still standing that hasn't been hit yet. All right, so then yeah, I'm gonna go back with my with my great sword, or I'm sorry, my long sword, and I've got a. If you attack the one that uh, Al is currently grappling, you get advantage. You don't have to worry about him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, going for the only one that hasn't been. Affected yet, I've got a 10, so I'm going to swing and miss him. Uh, a 10 with your modifiers? Yes. 
Yes, sorry. Yeah. Swing and a miss. So you should have gone for the print line. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so next up, top of the order, we got our very bloodied monster, but he's still... Oh, can I move away out yeah. of their attack range? Yeah, you can. Like, you I wanna... have two move. You have essentially an attack, and then you get a... Uh... Like, if I, if you, I you, get... You would take attacks of opportunity. You would have needed to use your standard action that you use to attack to use a disengage action to not get attack of opportunity. Not even a five-foot step. No, five, they, okay. would, they five, would get five, an attack. Five, five, five footsteps foot are steps. from a previous edition. Okay, all right, no worries. Five, five is simpler. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the top of the order, monster number one, and that is a 21. To who? To um, Calliope. Calliope. Yes, absolutely. Okay, and then he is going to go and hit you with his bite. Six damage. Okay. Now, next up is Jiria. Um, she just automatically does more lightning damage to the one that just bit her. We'll see if it's enough. Six, probably. Six damage? Six lightning damage. That one is dead. Nice. She's, so, adva- she's advancing Palpatine style. Just. Oh, so. oh, I forgot about that. This is why I downloaded this. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, um, so now with uh, with one of the monsters dying, they pick him up and they poof disappear into the night. Um, wait, I'm literally grabbing one. I know, one. and they still poof into the night. All of a sudden, you're hugging yourself. You're hug and yeah, you're basically hugging yourself. I roll for being comforted. <laughs> <laughs> well, roll, roll for it. You gotta roll for it. <laughs> if you get a one, I mean, uh, that's a nat twenty. All right. Jiria comes over and gently pets your head. Ah, cool. Aw, thank you, kitty cat. Thank you, kitty cat. Okay. I believe in you. Basically, um, so they poof and go ahead. You guys introduce yourselves to each other. Uh, hi, I'm uh, Al. Look like you uh, you were in trouble. I'm glad uh, kitty cat's chicken sandwich could really help you out. Yeah, I. Uh, who were those guys? Who are you? Do you? What was? What was that? We were just hanging out at the diner across the street. We saw them approaching, and they looked spooky. So we thought you should. Check I was carb loading. Yes. Was the food good? I see one of you right. had the chicken sandwich. That that was my half of a chicken sandwich. I, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine, really. I think I might have a candy bar in my purse if you want something. We could split it maybe okay. later. <laughs> anyway, it was uh, good meeting you. What's your name? What's your name? I'm Calliope, and I I was just getting off work. I don't have any idea what that was about. They were very weird people. Yeah. They... The way they got the way makes me... Uh, can I arcana check on like, hey, was that... What was that? How did they get away? Sure. Yeah, that uh, that poof stuff was pretty pretty intense. Uh, that will that will be a eighteen. Okay, so with an eighteen, that you surmise that these guys are clearly uh, not of this world. They are uh, demonic, and they disappeared into um, another plane. Perhaps might be a, a lower plane, H E double hockey sticks kind of plane. I don't think they were from around here, and like not in the way that I am not from around here, like much further. <laughs> I don't think they could stand on the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you guys 
we're here and we're able to help out. I appreciate it. You are quite welcome. We can go back to the diner. Yeah, I chill. I I think that a cup of coffee and a slice of pie might settle me down. And some sandwiches. <laughs> oh, and some sandwiches. Yes. Come back next week and we'll find out about sandwiches. Uh, Reboots and Dragons. Thank you for listening to Reboots and Dragons. Come back next week for more of Dogma. We actually didn't know it was the 20th anniversary until we started this. So happy anniversary, Dogma. Music is still done by Brian. Check out Adam's Rescue, Midwest K9Connections.com. Reboots and Dragons, a Something Street Studio production.